Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Hello and welcome, Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners. This is your host, Hal Elrod. And uh, today we did something a little different, a little special, if you will. And uh, that is that I did a live stream in the Miracle Morning community with an Ask Hal Anything theme. So uh, it was essentially gave the opportunity for members of the Miracle Morning community, which by the way, if you're not a member of the Miracle Morning community and you don't even know what that is, uh, it is a Facebook group called the Miracle Morning Community. And uh, there are quite a few of them uh, in different languages. There's a French one and a Spanish-speaking one and an Italian-speaking community. But the original is the Miracle Morning Community, if you search on Facebook. In fact, a shortcut to that, uh, there is a URL, uh, mytmmcommunity.com. So M-Y, my, T-M-M, as in the Miracle Morning community.com. That will take you to that Facebook group, or you can just go to Facebook, search for the Miracle Morning Community. But it is one of the most, if not the most, engaged, supportive, loving communities, authentic. Uh, you know, I mean, I, there's a lot of adjectives I could use to describe the community, but it's a really great place to connect with like-minded people that will support you in your Miracle Morning or just you're achieving your goals, being the best that you can be. So check that out. If you're not a member, come join. And if you are, then you get access to things like the live stream that uh, I did. And you'll hear on today's podcast where people got to post questions. And it was roughly 20 questions. I, I don't know the exact number that I was able to answer because I, uh, if you know my style, I answer a question and then I like I go off onto a tangent and answer three other questions. And then I come back around and I forget what I was talking about. Right, so <laughs> That's how I roll. Um, but uh, yeah, so you'll get, to, you'll get to eavesdrop here on the questions that were asked. And um, in the, uh, the show notes or the email that was sent out, there should be a sample of those questions. So you can have an idea of what things were asked. But it was about how do I plan my week and um, various uh, aspects of the Miracle Morning, the savers, which order should you do them in, uh, how long should they be done, is it okay to do them later in the day, right? So there are a lot of questions related to uh, Miracle Morning savers, uh, and then just stuff personally about me, my cancer journey, the new Miracle Morning movie coming out. There's a bunch of good stuff here that you are about to listen to, and I hope it adds a significant amount of value to your life. And um, also, as a little teaser, Today, a few hours ago, I just sat down with uh, one of my favorite thought leaders, Aubrey Marcus. And Aubrey Marcus is the author of the brand new book, Own the Day, Own Your Life. And uh, he is also the CEO and founder of the company Onnit, which is the one of, if not the leading company in supplements. And uh, unlike a lot of supplement companies, they actually do a great job and they actually care about the ingredients and not putting crap in your body and all that stuff. So, But Aubrey is fascinating. He is brilliant. And uh, uh, again, if you remember the Miracle Morning community, we actually streamed that live into the Facebook group. So if you want to listen to it or, or watch it before it goes live, on the podcast here in the next week or so, you can go into the Miracle Morning community. And as of today, right now, it's the pinned post at the very, very top. Uh, if it is unpinned, when you go into the community, uh, you can just search Aubrey, A-U-B-R-E-Y, 
Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S, and I'm sure you will find it. But that will be released as an Achieve Your Goals podcast episode here in the next couple of weeks. And it was one of my favorite interviews. Aubrey, like I said, is one of my favorite thought leaders. And uh, that was awesome. So uh, love and appreciate you. And I hope you enjoy today's podcast episode, Ask Cal Anything, 20 questions from the Miracle Morning community. Enjoy. Yeah, look at everybody. This is one of, like I said, I think my first live Q&A stream in the Miracle Morning community. And I was planning on originally, this was supposed to be with Mel Robbins today. So if you're just tuning in, this is going to be with Mel Robbins today, the author of The Five Second Rule, who uh, is becoming a, a great friend of mine. She is a beautiful soul. She is brilliant. I know our Miracle Morning community are some of her biggest fans, right? The Five Second Rule has changed a lot of your lives. It really goes hand in hand with the Miracle Morning, getting yourself to take action, whether it's waking up when the alarm goes off or you know anything uh, that's going to move you towards your goals. And uh, so Mel had to reschedule. So good news though is we will, she, you know, she's 100% committed to coming uh, and doing a, a podcast and a live stream. That'll be uh, soon. And then, um, but I didn't want to let you down and give you nothing today. So I wanted to answer your question. So I, I gave everybody a chance to ask questions. I posted some, uh, I put up a post earlier. I posted on the Mel Robbins post. Said, hey, ask questions, and I've got uh, probably about a twenty questions here. So I'm going to go through all of these. And time constraints, I don't have time to take a bunch of new questions, unfortunately. But again, we're going to do more of these. And when we do, you'll be able to submit your questions in advance. Then I can look at them, think through them. Although today I was on the plane, I didn't have internet. I didn't think through them. I just I copied and pasted them. So these will be very authentic, off the cuff, if you will. I just came back from New York, speaking to 120. 150 real estate agents for a, an event that Justin Kim put on. And Justin Kim is a friend of mine from back back in the day. I've known him for over 10 years. And uh, wow, every person in that audience, or, or I'd say 90%, they are members of the Miracle Morning community. And it was just... It was special. It was It's so special to be in person with any of you. You know, I actually said that in this last December, November at the best year ever blueprint, right? The annual live event that I do with John Berghoff. We do one, only one live event a year at this point. And I was with John. And what I realized is you've heard the expression, there are levels to this. You ever heard that before, right? When it comes to anything, you know, if you're competing with somebody, you're playing basketball with somebody, it's like there are levels, right? There, there, you know, you might think you're good, but there are levels. Well, I had a distinction as I was connecting with people at the live event, the best year ever event, there are levels to this. And what I mean by that, is you know I've got I've got we have an email subscriber community or list or whatever if you will that I, I communicate with via email you know you're probably on that list and I send out the podcast every week and anything else that is important uh, I, I need you know communicate with that group mostly one way communication you know occasionally I get emails back but mostly one way communication so that is a level if you will of our community and then if you go to the Miracle Morning community right that that's a whole nother level because it's not one sided it's not just me firing emails at you. It's, as you know, you're a member of this community, right? It's very engaging. It's very interactive. In fact, I always describe this as one of, if not the most beautiful, loving, engaged, supportive online communities in the world. And I don't have a lot to compare it with. I just, I know what all of us bring to this community. So that's a whole nother level from my email list, if you will, right? A whole nother level. And then when I was at the Best Year Ever Live event, I realized with 400 Miracle Morning practitioners in the room that connecting and talking and I'm able to communicate and, and see 
your faces and the expressions that that was the highest level, if you will, right? Or, or, or one of that was a whole new level that in person community compared to the, the email uh, subscriber or even the Miracle Morning community, right? So I forgot where I was going with that. I, I think I had some point that I was going to make, but let's dive into the questions. I want to answer everyone's question that asked one. Thank you for those that submitted them. If you have any more questions, you can go look in the post. So in the Miracle Morning community, if you go search and type in Hal Elrod or Hal Elrod Q&A, it should bring up the post. And you're welcome to post questions there. I, I'm not going to get to them today. We already have enough to cover. The, I want, I've got about an hour right now. But I will go look there and I can kind of copy and paste them for the next time we do a Q&A. So that's a way that you could submit some questions. All right. We're going to dive right in. So uh, thank you for being here. Oh, before I do that, you probably know this, but this is the first time that I've been live with you. So I just want to say the miracle morning... Or not the miracle morning. Probably if you saw the video that my wife Ursula posted that I shared, we got the news last week, I think, that best news ever that my cancer test came back, not just as it had in the past, which was what was called minimum residual disease, which was like 0.05%, a small amount of cancer detected, but they still consider that in remission, right? Um, because you're on the way to healing and it's not enough cancer that they're going to hurt you, but there are cancer cells still present in your body and those can, especially my cancer, it can multiply. Well, we got it back. The test results came back as negative residual disease, which means 0%. And so I cannot thank you enough for your support and your prayers. I believe power of prayer, the power of positive energy and positive thoughts. I believe in all of that. And I believe that you, every single member of the Miracle Morning community that was praying and, and supporting, that you were part of my healing and, and that I could not have done it without you. And when I write, the, I'm working on a new book called The Miracle Equation for it'll probably be out, I don't know when, later this year, next, early next year. But The Miracle Equation, that's really, and it really, it talks about the cancer journey and how I was able to beat the cancer and this miracle equation that I created a long time ago, which you can find, you can hear me talk about it. If you Google Hal Elrod Miracle Equation, you can find, I've talked about it on podcasts and such, but I'm going to finally write a book about it. And in that book, I'll be talking a lot about our community and, and how the support of this community, uh, it has the power to heal. And I really believe that, that this community has the power to heal the world. I believe that the Miracle Morning community has the power to finally, a goal of many, many, many people for many, many, many years, world peace. I believe that the Miracle Morning community can literally be the catalyst for realistically achieving world peace. And this was the distinction, a realization, an awareness that I had uh, a few months ago. And, but I just, I realized that, you know, the Miracle Morning community, all of our members, right, they're achieving inner peace. And if you achieve inner peace one person at a time and you spread that big enough to enough people, all of a sudden it becomes world peace, right? So that's kind of a tangent, but I really just, I, I want to thank you for being a member of the Miracle Morning community. And I want to thank you for everything that you bring to this community, the way that you support each other. It blows my mind in a really positive way. It's beautiful. I check into the community almost every single day. You see, I like, actually, I almost never like comments. I almost always love comments because I, I love seeing the way that we all support each other. It's, it's a beautiful thing. So, all right, we're going to dive into the questions. First question is from Chip Franks, my good friend, Chip Franks. Actually, I love Chip. Chip said, can you detail your weekly planning process, please? And, and again, I just got home from the airport. So these are not organized in any order. I'm just, I just copied, pasted them. I'm going to go through them top to bottom. So Chip says, can I, I detail my weekly planning process, please? Chip, thank you for asking about that. Obviously, planning is very important. Right. And I learned a quote when I was 19 years old, and you probably have heard this, maybe not. 
But if you fail to plan, then you might as well plan to fail, right? And uh, I also, I have a quote that says, uh, don't just do it, first plan it, then do it. And I think too much of us just jump in without really much thinking or planning. We jump into our day, we jump into our week, we jump into a new business opportunity without a lot of thought and a lot of planning. So, and of course, I, I will always be transparent with you. So I will let you know, I don't love planning. I'm not a huge planner. I plan goals. But Chip, to be re- really, to answer your question, my weekly pr- planning process, it, in some ways, it's almost non-existent. So I, my weekly planning process is almost non-existent. And it might surprise you, especially based on what I just said about how important planning is. But here's why. I have an ongoing planning process that's happening whenever a thought enters my mind that needs to be articulated in writing into a plan or into an action step or into an appointment in my schedule to get done. So I use uh, a calendar app called Fantastical. Actually, it's Fantastical 2, I think now. But I use a calendar app called Fantastical. And it's similar to Google Calendar and it syncs with that. You could use iCal, you know, any kind of online calendar. But I will tell you this. I was like the last person to the online calendar party, meaning I used a paper planner until I think might have been going into this year or last, maybe it was last year. It was last year, I think. But I used, I kept the paper planner forever. I was just so, was so used to it. I had trouble switching. And every year I'd go, okay, I'm going to switch this year, but I would buy another paper planner and I would just write everything out. And obviously, there are, you can argue, well, there are certain advantages to a paper planner. And you tend to, you're, the science has shown that you connect your left and right brain when you actually write things out versus typing them, right? So there are some advantages. And I would kind of use those as justifications, I think. But I finally made the switch. And I will tell you, arguably, the biggest game changer in my productivity chip has been using that online calendar. And the beauty of it, when I say my planning isn't, I don't have a weekly planning process because it's ongoing. I have in my planner, or not my planner, sorry, my online calendar, fantastical, I have my goals for the year. And I have them, here's the beauty of it. They're not just a list of goals, they're a list of goals, but they're scheduled to be reviewed at 7 a.m. And every single day at 7 a.m., I get a reminder, that notification that says, review your goals for 2018. So I open those and I you know, click on it, and then I review my goals for the year. And then 15 minutes later, I have another pop-up that says, plan and prioritize your day. And I've got all my to-do list on that. So this was actually... I don't know if someone taught this to me or I just I thought of it, but but it's been really, really cool. Instead of having a list of stuff over here and then your schedule over here, right? It's my list is in my schedule and it's scheduled when I review that. So I don't have a weekly planning process, Chip. I have a really a daily planning process and then ongoing. So I've got goals for the year. And it's just, you know, my, my brain, whenever I think of, oh, there's something I need to get done. I don't go to a list and just add it to a to-do list. I pull out my calendar app or my my scheduler, right? And I go, when does that need to get done? Now, if it's a daily to-do that I just got to fit somewhere, then it goes into that 7.15 a.m., you know, review your day, prioritize and plan the day, right? Or if it's a big goal for the year, it goes into the goals. But that's my planning process, Chip, is it's not weekly. It's really, it's definitely somewhat daily, but it's really more ongoing whenever I think of something that I need to get done, it goes in there. And of course, whenever I'm reviewing my goals for the year or I'm reviewing my and planning and prioritizing my my daily tasks, right? Then I, you know, new ideas pop up, new things I need to get done, things spin off of one task or off of one goal, et cetera. And sometimes I'm reviewing my goals and I'm going, okay, what I'll ask myself a question like, what am I doing today? 
Or do I have something in my schedule this week that will move me closer to that goal? And so that review every day of the day of the annual goals is an accountability process to make sure that I've got activities scheduled so that I'm moving towards those goals. So that's it, Chip. Thank you for the great question, buddy. Appreciate you. All right. Next question is from, I think it's Bandy Chandra Sekar. I apologize if I pronounced anyone's name wrong today. I'm just going to say that up front. There's a disclaimer. I will probably pronounce the names wrong. Uh, I don't, Bandy, I hope I got yours right. So Bandy says, after morning savers, I am active for the rest of the day. Kindly suggest me an evening ritual as I will be nearly drained out after office hours. So another, it's funny, maybe a lot of what I do is counterintuitive, but I, hey, Judith, good to see you too. Sorry, I just saw comments coming in here. And Judy Miller from uh, Indi- India? Is that Indiana? I don't know. But anyway, so after the savers, oh, my evening rituals. So I don't have a real robust evening ritual. So my evening ritual is when I get off work, I go play with my kids, uh, or usually we eat dinner first, and then I play with my kids, spend time with my wife. You know, I go to bed relatively early, but I don't have like a shutdown. And, and there are a lot of great evening routines out there. In fact, a lot of people have suggested you know, that I find a co-author that's got a killer evening routine to, to write the miracle evening. You know, if, if you like that idea, you can, uh, you can put it in there. But in terms of my evening ritual, it's really just spend time with my family, get ready for, go to bed. That's it, right? Move my alarm clock across the room. I still do that. It's in my bathroom. I turn on white noise. I have an app on my phone for white noise. It helps drown out any background noise so that I can sleep better. I find that works well. Um, but yeah, but I don't have a real evening ritual. Now, Honor A. Quarter, my uh, business partner, my partner in the Miracle Morning book series, oh, I think she's got a more robust evening ritual. So I'll put her on the spot. You can tag her in a comment and say, Honore, what's your evening ritual? But again, I would just Google evening rituals and you will find an abundance. And if I don't have an answer to your question here, I will just tell you to Google it, right? That's my research process. I call it G search, right? Google search. But you can do a little G search and in a matter of minutes, you'll have dozens, if not thousands of articles on any topic that you want, right? And that to me is like the quick, short way to learn something. And so for me, if I want to like, if I did want to implement a really robust evening ritual, I would Google best evening rituals or evening rituals of entrepreneurs or evening rituals of dads or parents, right? So I would Google some specific topics. Then I would read a few articles and I would pick together what made sense for me, what resonated, what was aligned with me. And then I would create my evening ritual. And think about this. That literally would take maybe 5 to 20 minutes to go read a few articles, find out what you like, what works with you, and then create your ritual. So what I just shared there is really a process for how you can quickly learn and implement anything and make a change right away in your life. Bandy, have one more question. Thank you for that one. Will these morning rituals improve health and cure any ailments? That is a deep question. It's one that obviously, I, I legally, I don't think I can make any medical claims. All I know, you know, is I had a medical element over the last year that was cancer. I don't know that it was the miracle morning that, that cured it. I will tell you that I have heard, and again, I cannot, will not make any medical claims. I haven't done enough. We don't have science-based research, right? Or studies that have been conducted that the miracle morning could improve health or cure any ailment. So that's why ethically, and legally, I wouldn't and couldn't make any claims. But I will tell you, in fact, you're actually going to see, you know what, I'm going to move this question because the next question, well, let me just let me just read to you Don Renee Keller's post. I'm going to read you Don Renee Keller's post because while I can't make any claims, I can definitely share with you someone else's experience. So Don Renee Keller said, I want to share with you that I have used the habits in the miracle morning to defeat depression. It's not all in the morning, but just completing the savers throughout the day has given me a routine of self-love 
and I now have the tools to live a happy life free from depression. Now my daughter's getting here. Hey, baby. Now I want to help others live a happy life free from doubt, depression, and fear. Don, that is a beautiful thing, both that you found that it alleviated your depression and that now you want to pay it forward and help others. So I commend you for that. I love you for that. I acknowledge you for that. And Don goes on to say, I find so many people post here about being stuck on the times to do Miracle Morning and almost saying they can't do it because they can't get up early. I understand the value of early morning, but I don't want that to keep me from doing the savers at any time. It would be great if you could talk on that, if you agree. Thank you for being a light for me when I was living in the darkness. Don, you are welcome. You are welcome. And thank you for paying it forward and helping others and sharing your message and being vulnerable with us. I really, really appreciate it. So yeah, so back to Bandy though, before I answer Don's question and talk on that, you know, Bandy said, will these morning rituals improve health and cure any ailments? Well, Don just told you that it literally helped her overcome depression. Now I will tell you that I have dozens, if not hundreds of emails from people telling me that the miracle morning cured their depression. Again, well, I guess it did, it cured my depression, right? Now that I think about it, I was deeply depressed when I created the miracle morning and it took a matter of days. Like literally the first day I did the miracle morning, I didn't feel depressed anymore. I had a young man come up to me at a conference. I, he was 19 years old. I was probably 28 or something. I was speaking actually at a, at a Cutco conference, my old, you know, the old stomping ground where I used to work. I was speaking at a Cutco conference. 19 year old young man came up to me on the, uh, in the hall. And he said, and he got real flustered. He goes, Oh my gosh, I have to thank you. You know, I have to thank you. I said, uh, Yes, please. And uh, he said, and I can't remember the, so the, I can't quote the specifics, but it was something along the lines of, Hal, I've been doing the Miracle Morning for, I think it was three months. He said, I've been on depression medication for years. And I'm almost, I've been, since I started the Miracle Morning, I cut my dose down further and further and further. And now I'm almost completely off of my, depression medication in just a few months after starting the Miracle Morning. And so again, there's no scientific data that shows the Miracle Morning cures any ailments, but you probably, if you actually dove, if you just, if you spend some time on Google and looking at, is there scientific data that shows meditation cures physical ailments, that affirmations cure, right? So if you, if you actually break down the savers and you look into those, I would imagine you'll actually probably find data research, et cetera. And, and, and by the way, we are planning on writing a book one day that is very scientific. It'll be like the Miracle Morning on you know, uh, Turbochar. Like it'll be probably three, four, five times as long. Uh, so one day we will write a book probably called Miracle Morning Mastery that has that. Maybe the 10-year anniversary or something. But as of now, you just have to, I have to go off of other people's experience like Dawn who shared that. Now Dawn, who I just read her kind of testimony, she asked if I could speak on doing the savers at different times and whether or not you need to do it in the morning. Here's what I'll say. Can you do the savers at different times of the day and still get great benefit? 100% yes. You know, right? Absolutely. The savers, if you meditate in the evening, you get great benefit from meditation any time of the day. Virtually, in fact, not virtually, every single one of the savers gives you typically physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual benefits no matter what time of day you do it. And I've actually, we've seen in the community where a lot of new moms that have newborns that, you know, that they're staying up with all night. I've seen posts where they say, Hey, I'm a newborn. You know, I've got a newborn. I'm up with him or her all night. I, how the hell am I supposed to do the miracle morning? Like I, I'm trying to get sleep anywhere that I can. And being that I'm not a new mom, but I, I always turned it over to other moms to answer that question. And what the answers that came in were do the savers whenever you can. So you may not benefit from starting first thing in the morning, but you'll benefit from the savers. So do them when the baby goes down for the first nap, do the S and the A. 
right? When they go down for the second nap, do the V and the E here, you know? So spread out the saver or do them in any order that you want. So that's one question we get a lot from new Miracle Morning practitioners. Do the savers have to be done in order? So this little tangent answer, absolutely not. You can do them in any order that you want. Now, I do want to speak, though, to Don's topic, Don's question, and what we're talking about right now about doing the Miracle Morning at different times of the day, doing the savers throughout the day. Can you do that? Yes. Will it benefit you? Absolutely. Any one of the savers has been proven over centuries to be a life-changing practice. When you do more than one of them, you're amplifying that life-changing those benefits. And if you do all six of them, you're harnessing six of the most proven, powerful personal development practices in the history of humanity. And it doesn't matter what time of day you do them to benefit. However, and this is a very, very big however, and the however is all of those benefits, they impact you when you do them and for hours thereafter. So if you wait to do the savers until later in the day, you've now missed out on the benefits you would have experienced throughout your entire day had you done them first thing in the morning, right? So silence is proven. Meditation lowers your cortisol levels. So going back to Bandy, right, in terms of health and, and ailments that it can cure. Yeah, yeah. So, so meditation, there's a lot of physiological benefits and psychological benefits of meditation that are scientifically proven. Lowers cortisol levels, which lowers your stress, right? I mean, there's a lot of benefits. So if you meditate only at night, you might sleep better, but you now missed out on the benefits the entire day. When you exercise first thing in the morning, you wake your lymph system up, you get blood and oxygen to your brain, you think clearer, right? You have more discipline, you have more energy. You don't want to wait on those benefits until four o'clock in the afternoon or seven o'clock in the evening, right? You want those benefits first thing in the morning so that you start your day right. And that's what makes the miracle morning and doing the savers first thing in the morning so important and so beneficial. So now if you had to pick between doing the savers first thing in the morning or doing them in the afternoon or not at all, yeah, do them in the afternoon. That's It's better than nothing. But by doing them in the morning, as all of you know, you're getting the benefits first thing in the morning that impact the quality of your day. And Steve, author of Personal Development for Smart People, he, you know, he said, win the morning, you win the day, right? How you start your day sets the tone. For Ashley Ellsworth says, I need to reread The Miracle Morning. That's a great idea, by the way. I can't tell you how many people have, have said that when they read it the second time or the third time, you're reminded you pick up on things. And I actually, you're reminded of things and you pick up on things. And I want to give you a little, here's a little bonus tip on rereading books. You know, I, I've said before, I said it in The Miracle Morning that I'd rather read one life changing book 10 times than 10 life changing books one time each. And the reason for that, and I might, I might, I might not, maybe 10 times is exact, maybe, maybe only three is enough, you know? But the point is this, it's quality over quantity. When you read a book, and this is true, I want you to think about this. You know, repet I think it was Jim Rohn that said repetition is the, it's the key to mastery. Is, you know, the world's best athletes, they don't try new moves all the time. They do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again. And that's how they get really, really good at that thing and that other move, right? They do less moves over and over again. When you learn a new idea, whether it's through a book, a podcast, or any other medium, you're being exposed to that idea, right? You're getting an aha, wow. But typically, when you're exposed to an idea, that's not the same as really, really taking the idea in and contemplating it at a very deep level, right? 
that comes through repetition. It's kind of like that basketball player, right? Through all, it's, it's not the first shot that they go, Oh, wow, I got this. It's through the 180,000th shot where they're tweaking their wrist by one thirtieth of a degree every shot to get it perfect, right? They're taking in that information, that new idea, that new behavior, and they're doing it over and over. They're learning it over and over. So when you reread something or you re-listen to a podcast, right? That's when the information goes from a new idea that gets you excited to actually deepening your learning and really taking it in and going even into your subconscious so that you can start to live that idea. Because as I, you know, you heard, you've heard me say this, it's not what you learn that matters. It's what you live that matters. People read books like Badges of Honor. Oh, got another one done. Got another one done. Got another one done. But if you go, hey, what have you implemented from those last five books? They go, um, uh, psh, uh, well, I, uh, yeah, good luck with that, right? So repetition is crucial. All right, but Don, great question. And again, savers, do them anytime you want. But first thing in the morning is what's going to put you in a peak physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual state first thing in the morning so that you win that morning and then you're in that state. You're the best version of yourself to win the day. Emma said, when are you coming to the UK, Hal? I am coming to the UK to speak at Chris Ducker's event, Upreneur. November 3rd and 4th, I think, 2018. So go to you, Y-O-U-Preneur, like entrepreneur, P-R-E-N-E-U-R, summit.com. Youpreneursummit.com. I'm speaking there in the UK in uh, November 3rd or 4th, I think. And uh, I think the website, I don't know if it still says sold out. It said sold out for a while. Some people were complaining that I had told that I was going to be there. Um, but but I checked with Chris and he said, oh, that we, we haven't updated the website. That's from last year. Last year was sold out. We, have, we need to update the website for this year. So they are not sold out. You can go to youpreneursummit.com and you can join us. Emma, I'd love to meet you in person and, uh, and give you a big hug. As long as I'm not sick as I was in New York yesterday, I couldn't hug anybody, which was a bummer. So awesome. Don, uh, thank you for the great question. Anna uh, Namova, our next question. Anna, by the way, is a friggin' rock star. She was at Best Year Ever at the Best Year Ever Blueprint in San Diego, California from Russia. And she flew by herself from Russia. It was like 20 hours to spend three days with us. It was amazing. So I want to give a round of applause to Anna. And she shared. She was She's so great. Anna, I love you. You're so great. All right. So Anna asked a few questions. I'm going to answer them all. She said, have you ever fallen out of your miracle morning routine, not counting the time of being sick? And if yes, how did you return to it? I've definitely fallen out of my miracle morning routine. In fact, I fall out of it when I travel. I don't do it when I travel. I won't say I don't do it at all, but for the most part, I don't do it. Um, I still wake up early and I usually read and I usually do my affirmations. So you know what? Now that I'm saying that, I, I guess I don't fall out of it when I travel, but I just, it's just not as structured. For me, I'm a very routine person. So my miracle morning has, it's very holistic in terms of waking up, brushing my teeth, right? Turning off the alarm. Going in, like everything is the same every day. My water's in the same place. My books are in the same place. I do the miracle morning in the same place. I stretch on my car in the same place. I do my exercise. So I'm very, and so when I get out of my routine, it's true for all of us, you know, I think, but it's more challenging and I don't know, it just feels different. And I also actually, I also look at it as a break. So when I, when I travel, it, it, for me, it's actually, it's like, hey, kind of a break from my normal routine. But the beauty of it is I'm always back into it when I get back. When I'm back in my environment, I never miss the miracle. The only time I miss the miracle morning is if I have like a date night with my wife 
and I stay up late. So I value my sleep, right? So if I stay up till midnight or whatever, because I had a date night or I'm watching a UFC event or something, and I want my at least seven hours of sleep. So I will sleep till the next morning at whatever time. And usually my kids are up by then. So I don't do my miracle morning. So the only time I miss my miracle morning is usually when uh, I have a late night the night before for some reason, which happens maybe twice a month or when I'm traveling. But because my environment is such an anchor at home for my miracle morning, it's just part of my who I am. It's I fall back into it every time. And I definitely have thought about having a co-author once I you know find somebody that, that travels and, and never misses the miracle morning in hotels, on the road. And I definitely... Like I said, I do it. I usually just wake up. I wake up early like I did this morning. This morning... In fact, this morning, I woke up an hour before my alarm. I was in New York. I woke up at 3.30 a.m. Just I couldn't fall. I woke up feeling awake, which is 2.30 a.m. Austin, Texas time. So I've been up since 2.30 a.m. my time that I'm in now because I flew home today. But I woke up and I read my affirmations. I wrote in my five-minute journal and I read a parenting book. I think that's it. So I stretched a little. So I... So I, I guess I do it a little bit, but it's but there are definitely days when I travel where I don't do it at all. You know, I just I wake up, I got to give a speech, or I got to go to a meeting or whatever, and I, I don't do it at all. You know, so yeah, I think that is I think there's nothing wrong with I love the eighty twenty rule. You know, it's a great book, the eighty twenty rule, and it's the idea that as long as you do uh, well, there's a few different ways to define it, but in this ca- in this context, it's as long as you do what's right eighty percent of the time, it's okay if you're not perfect twenty percent of the time. The other twenty percent. And that's how I feel with eating, like with diet. You know, for me, I eat a plant-based diet, primarily vegan, and then, well, I guess I eat a little more healthy meat, grass-fed, you know, beef, wild-caught fish. You know, I try to eat really healthy meats when I do eat meats, and I eat very small amounts of meats. You know, just maybe two or three times a week, small portions. But the point is, I eat a primarily plant-based, organic diet, and so I don't feel guilty to eat crappy food occasionally because most of the time. I'm eating really healthy. So I don't feel guilty to eat a piece of pizza because I know that I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have an organic smoothie and I'm going to follow that up with maybe some organic oatmeal and then I'm going to have a killer organic salad for lunch, right? And then my wife's going to make a really healthy dinner, you know, and then I might have a, a smoothie for dessert if I have dessert. So I know that that's, again, it's that anchoring in that environment. And for those of you watching, you're like, ah, oh, I wish, you know, I, I, I need to get there. It didn't happen overnight. You know, and I just, when I spoke yesterday, I was asked, how do you get to the next level in your life or in any area of life or in business or whatever? And it comes with clarity, commitment, and accountability. So that's not a question on here, but I'd write that down. The question, how do you get to the next level in any area of your life? Clarity, commitment, and accountability. In fact, will somebody message that in the comments or something? In fact, uh, yeah, someone, somebody write that in the comments, please, for me and tag me. How do you get to the next level in any area of life? Clarity, Commitment and accountability. I don't know if I've ever, ever said it that way, but I like that. So I want to be able to teach that. You could put it in the comments. The more the merrier and tag me. I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Karina, they made me cry tears of joy. The news about no cancer too. Thank you. So I'm going to cry now. I talk about it. But so clarity, right? Clarity. What is it that you want to change? Why do you want to change it? What do you need to do to make that change, right? So you got to get clarity first and foremost. Then you've got to make a rock solid, unwavering commitment that you are going to take whatever action is necessary to make that change. Now, what does that mean? Well, I like to say, just set a 30-day challenge. Live your life in 30-day challenges. So anything you want to change, if you're like, oh, I eat unhealthy, I need to eat healthy, which is arguably the most important change you can ever make in your life if you don't eat healthy, is to eat healthy. Take it from somebody who just went through a major physical illness and not from eating unhealthy, but but still, 
most people's illness is because of their diet. Most people's illness, the number one cause of death in the United States, last, I don't know if it still is, but it was heart disease was number one, cancer was number two. That was years ago. I don't know if it's still the case, but most of those, most cancers are tumors and such are often created by diet. Heart disease is often created by diet. So they're preventable. So anyway, I don't want to get, I, I can get on a real dietary soapbox, if you will. But uh, hey, Tammy Hatch, welcome. Stephanie Blackbird, hello. Miracle Morning moderator and celebrity Stephanie Blackbird. So I got to not say hi to people because then I totally, um, I, I forget. I'm like, what was I talking about? All right. So it's talking about 30 day challenges. So number one, you want to take any area of your life to the next level. Number one is clarity. Number two is make a rock solid, unwavering commitment. And number three is accountability, which is make that commitment public, either public to one other human being, public to your circle of influence, public to an accountability partner, to a coach, etc. You know, Jeffrey Suey was on the live stream, or maybe he still is. I saw him comment earlier. Jeffrey was my accountability coach. I want to explain. Jeffrey, in fact, Jeff, I, I credit you all the time for this, buddy. Jeffrey taught me the power of accountability. Accountability, right? Whether it's being holding yourself accountable, which is normally not as effective. Very few people, even no, in fact, no one that I'm aware of on the planet will hold themselves to as high a standards in every area of life as someone else that they are commissioning, if you will, or giving that responsibility to hold them to a higher standard. Meaning that like when I started with, with Jeff, I hated running. And so I remember I needed to, I was like, I need to get over that. And so I made a commitment to Jeff that I would run. And guess what? When I went to the gym, guess what I didn't want to do? I didn't want to run. But in my head, I went, wait a minute. I made a commitment, not just to myself, which is easy to let ourselves off the hook. I made a commitment to Jeff, my coach, and I'm talking to him next week. And I value my integrity. So I'm not okay saying, yeah, Jeff, sorry. I got a bunch of excuses why I didn't run. So I got on the treadmill because Jeff was my accountability. But guess what happened? After a few weeks of that, all of a sudden, I didn't need Jeff anymore because I had developed, I had made the change. I had made it, I had gone to the next level in that area. I had broken through the barriers of not being a runner and I started getting on that treadmill and going for a jog without Jeff's help. So that's my recommendation. If you want to take any area of your life to the next level, it requires clarity of what you want, why you want it, what you need to do to get it. It requires a commitment from you, unwavering, rock solid commitment. And then accountability isn't necessary. If you can follow through with your commitment without accountability, that's great. But if you know yourself, if this is something you've tried before, maybe over and over and over again, and you haven't stuck with it, you haven't followed through with what you need to do to go to the next level in your life, your business, your health, whatever, you've got to get some accountability from other people. And me and, you know, accountability is in a lot of forms. Me and John Berghoff hold each other accountable all the time by simply saying, we have a call. Hey, what needs to get done by our next call? Right? Just like a coaching call with Jeff Suey. And he goes, you know, okay, great. And that call is in my schedule. And as it gets closer, I go, I got to get that done. And I get it done, not because of my commitment to myself often, but often it's because of my commitment to John and the fact that I have accountability in the form of that commitment and our phone call that's coming up. All right. So I riffed on that for long enough. So uh, Anna, so yes, I've fallen off. And if you're falling off the Miracle Morning, by the way, recommit public. So how do you get back on Miracle Morning? Clarity, commitment, and accountability. Right? Clarity of why are you going to get back on? Remind yourself of why the Miracle Morning is so impactful, how it helps you. Get clear on that. Clarify that. Number two, make an unwavering commitment. Number three, post in the Miracle Morning community or get an accountability buddy or whatever, right? And recommit. Carolyn Marcos, literally just finished the Miracle Morning. I love it so much. We're in 30 day challenge tomorrow officially. Carolyn, woo! Welcome. Awesome. All right. 
Anna had a few more questions. Let me see if I can jump in. These are, I think I can answer these pretty quick. Number two, are you planning another book? Yes, we have two books coming out this year, The Miracle Morning for Addiction Recovery. And that is our, um, being co-authored with Anna David and Joe Polish, who are specialists, experts, if you will, in addiction, in overcoming addiction, all kinds of addictions, sexual addiction, you know, porn addiction, drug addictions, food addictions, you name it. It's all going to be in that book. I'm really excited about that. A lot of people have told me they've, The Miracle Morning has enabled them to overcome their addiction or it supported their 12-step program and been perfectly in alignment and that helped them to overcome their addiction. So that book's coming out. And then The Miracle Morning Millionaires, What the Wealthy Do Before 8 a.m. That Will Make You Rich. That's coming out this year, co-authored with David Osborne, uh, New York Times bestselling author of Wealth Can't Wait. So good friend of mine. Those are the two books coming out this year. Uh, and I keep trying to convince my daughter to do Miracle Morning for Kids. I'm like, Sophie, if you, if you don't write it with me, I'm going to write it with somebody else. But uh, she's not quite there. So, so yes, Anna, great question. Uh, we got more. We got a lot. We have, we'll have every year, we'll come with a, probably at least two Miracle Morning books occasionally. You know, in the past, we had one year we did three, I think. So, yeah, but I, I don't want to force it. I want them to really be organic and, and what I feel like there's a need for and not just, you know, oh, what book could we write? Let's get another book done. You know, I, I don't want it. To, again, I don't want to force it. So, so we're kind of taking it slow. In fact, there was at one point, I'm like, hey, we can do four books a year. Like, let's just do all these books. And then I just stepped back and went, no, 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 quality over quantity. And so that's where we're at now. Anna, you said, please tell me some news about the Miracle Morning movie. Don't get me started. The Miracle Morning movie is... So if you were at Best Year Ever Blueprint, we showed a one-hour screener. If you were there, you laughed, you cried, right alongside me laughing and crying. And um, it's amazing. In fact, early next week, I'm supposed to get the first cut of the full roughly 90-minute documentary, The Miracle Morning movie. I'm going to give feedback. And then we're submitting it for the Illuminate Film Festival, which is, to my knowledge, it's the largest conscious, conscious film festival in the world. I, I don't know if it's the large, well, I think it is, but it's a conscious film festival. Um, I believe Deepak Chopra released a movie there and a lot of folks release movies there. And uh, yeah, so so that we're going to launch it there. And then and then after that, I'll, I'm going to have to figure this out as I go along or find an expert. You know, we'll get it on Netflix. That's the goal. Uh, Netflix, uh, Amazon Video, iTunes, you know, you name it. And then we'll do theater releases. Uh, where I'm at in Austin, Texas, there's a chain of theaters throughout Texas called Alamo Draft House, which are those Really cool theaters where they bring you food. You know, you order food and you're in a, a, a big recliner and all that. And uh, they've already, their daughter goes to school with my daughter at Acton Academy. They've already agreed that they'll let us do like red carpet premieres. And so, yeah. So the movie's coming out this year. I, I really believe that that is going to further the mission of elevating the consciousness of humanity one morning at a time. Because if you think about it, way more people watch movies than read self-help books. And so, you know, what is it like? I mean, I don't know, 95% of our society probably watches movies and maybe 5% read books, self-help books. So that's the whole reason we did this film is to really further the mission. And I'm excited for that. And then Anna said, do you have a dream destination to travel? Anna, I'm going to let you in on a secret and everybody else. I don't care to travel anywhere. I don't have any ambitions to travel. I'm actually a really boring person. I only, I'm kind of a homebody. I love my family. I like UFC, I like my friends, I like playing basketball. Like there's a, a dozen things I like doing, but most of the things that like most people have these dreams of traveling and stuff, I'm like, eh, I, I actually my favorite part of traveling is I like flying and getting worked on on the plane and I like staying in hotels. That's it. That's all, that's what I don't care about seeing sights. I don't care. But luckily my wife 
is a normal human being. Thankfully, Ursula is a normal human being. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't do anything or go anywhere. And she drags me, you know, she pulls me out. And I'm always glad when I do it. She, we went to Paris. I literally would have stayed in my hotel in Paris. I probably would have stayed in my hotel and worked and done the media tour. But of course, I had to take her to the Eiffel Tower. We had to, you know, we had to try different stuff. So, but thanks to her, I get to see some, uh, some cool stuff. Yeah. Thanks, Anna, for your questions. You're awesome. Maria Samarin, you said, am I, I am reading the Miracle Morning for writers. Any advice or just a shout out for fiction writers? I don't have any advice for fiction writers because I am not a fiction writer. I've thought about, you know, I thought, I think actually, I'm actually toying with the idea of the, my next book, The Miracle Equation, being a fiction story. Now, granted, the book I did with Michael Mayer, that we did that as a fictional story, but I will tell you, Michael had the majority, he, that was his expertise. So he had the majority of the story aspect and how that flowed. So anyway, if I were you, I would first take the advice that I said earlier, which is Google, you know, but I would, I would really look toward Honor a Quarter. Honor a Quarter, she is my partner in the Miracle Morning book series. And if you go to Amazon and type in Honore, H-O-N-O-R-E-E, Quarter, she's got tons of books. Uh, I mean, over 30 books that she's written, but she's got quite a few books on writing and publishing. I don't know if any of them are for fiction or not, but there's a lot of books on Amazon on you know, how to get your, how to be a successful fiction writer, whether you want to know how to actually write the book, form the book, or you want to know how to market your writing, uh, your book, that sort of thing. So Maria, great question. Sorry, I don't have a, a more robust answer for you. All right. And then we've got Christine Radke Anderson says, who are your top five to 10 meditation teachers or guided meds? And what are your favorite types of meditations? Do you use meditation, visualization in your healing process? So I don't have a top five to 10 meditation teachers. For me, I typically meditate on my own, right? So I don't have, I don't do, I do, I do, I should say it's about half and half. I do about half guided meditations depending on the day. And then half the time I just sit in silence and I go in side and I quiet my mind and I, you know, I, I actually, I'll teach you. Well, first, let me try to answer your question further and then I'll teach you my favorite form of meditation. In terms of my favorite guided meditation is by Vishen Lakiani. I posted this in the Miracle Morning community a few weeks, like a week ago or something. And if you, it's on YouTube for free. It's called the six phase guided meditation. Six phase guided meditation. It's by Vishen, V I S H E N. Lakiani, L-A-K, I think it's H-I-A-N-I. He has an app with a lot of meditations called Omvana, O-M-V-A-N-A, Omvana. And then there's a, a newer app that I found that I re- that I like is called Simple Habit, and it's got a lot because I, I like, uh, you know, I, I like to for me, I don't like to do things for a long period of time. I like it short and sweet, right? So I really like five minute meditations during the week. And then on the weekends, like the Vision Lakiani, the, the six phase guided meditation is a 20 minute meditation. So I do that, uh, usually on the weekends, right? So I'll go deeper and longer on the weekends, but during the week, I do a five minute meditation either by myself or if it's guided, I use the app Simple Habit. So there are my favorite apps are Omvana and Simple Habit for meditation. And then again, if you go to YouTube, you can literally find guided meditations on anything. You just type in guided meditation to be a better dad or a better mom, or to be rich, or to be happy, or to lower stress. There are guided meditations for free on YouTube for everything. You just find the ones you like, make a playlist, save them, and then you'll have your, your killer meditation. So Christine, great, great questions. And then Stephanie Blackbeard, our group admin, we're going to wrap up with... She asked seven questions. Stephanie, and, and here's why. Because Stephanie, she moderates our group. And I thank you. I want to publicly say to Stephanie, to Hank, Sally Hayden, uh, who else? Uh, we, uh, Tiffany, we have we, all of our moderating team. Thank you. 
we have moderators around the world, about a half dozen, and they, it takes, we get, I don't know the amount even, hundreds of posts every day, hundreds and hundreds of posts every day. And unfortunately, you know, like any group, when it gets big, we started getting people spamming the group, right? You, you, if you were around last, a year ago, you might have seen all of a sudden people were, you know, they were selling all their stuff and we were getting pornographic posts in here, which were, uh, you know, I, I would log in and I'm like, oh, oh, this person's new to the miracle. Oh, this person. Then I'm like, oh my God, like that's terrible. You know, delete, delete, delete. But we, we couldn't catch them because there's so many posts going in. So that's when we switched the settings. I did. I said, I, I can't risk. We can't have the quality of the group just go downhill because we can't keep up with the posts. So we can't have spam and pornograph. You know, I mean, we can't have that. So we changed the setting where now every post has to be approved. Some people didn't like that, but there was really no... I couldn't think of a better way to ensure the quality of the content that you get in the group. And so I couldn't keep up with approving all the posts. And so we had a a volunteer moderator team. So they don't get paid for this. They are (laughs) out of the kindness of their heart, supporting our community. So if you ever get a chance to love on Stephanie Blackbeard, Sally Hayden, or any of the moderator team, they're all. I think they're all listed in the description. Um, Please do. Because they uh, put in so much time, so much effort, and just their heart to really maintaining the heart and spirit and quality of the Miracle Morning community. So thank you, everybody. And Stephanie basically is awesome. She posted, she's like, here are some of the most common questions that I see, Hal. So if you didn't get to ask a question, you might find that yours is covered here. So number one from Stephanie, she says, common question that she sees a lot. How do the people who are super time-pressed squeeze it all in? Stephanie, I don't know if you meant squeeze all the savers in or everything they need to do in. I'm not sure, but I, I'd imagine it's the savers. So I, you know, I would just say, well, there's a few answers. Number one is we the, the first answer, one of the first questions about can you do the savers at different times of the day? Yeah. And think about this. Here's kind of a like hybrid strategy for you. What and this actually answers two questions. It asks it answers Dawn's question about doing the savers at different times. And Keisha, thank you, uh, Keisha Celeste. I appreciate it. I am thrilled that I'm kicking cancer's ass too. But Dawn's question, can you do the savers at different times, right? And then Stephanie's question here about people that are time-pressed, when do they do it? Well, or how do they fit it all in? So here's an idea. Imagine a hybrid miracle morning. What if you pick the three savers... That, and this is... I've never said this exact thing before or had this distinction. What if you pick the three savers that make the biggest impact for you. And you do those first thing in the morning, like the ones that impact your day the most. Maybe it's exercise, maybe it's meditation, maybe it's journaling. I don't know. You do those in the morning. And then you pick the three savers that don't impact your day as much, but you actually find that they are a great way to close out the day. So that's a great way to do the miracle morning. You can do three savers in the morning, five minutes each, 15 minutes in the morning, and then three savers at night, however long you want to do them, five minutes each, 10 minutes each. So 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes at night, or 15 minutes and 15, whatever. Right? That's a neat... I like that idea. It's kind of a hybrid way to split up your savers, still get the benefit of first thing in the morning, right? but have, have it take less time in the morning, and then have the benefit at the end of the day to kind of sandwich your day between the savers. So if, if Stephanie or if somebody could send me that as a message, I like that idea. I appreciate it. Um, all right. So that, that's how, when you're time pressed or you do the six minute miracle morning. You know, you, there's a whole chapter in the book on the six minute miracle morning. And I don't believe that that's an ideal strategy for every day. I don't think that six minutes is enough to go really, really deep, but it is enough time to get the benefits of all of the savers in literally six minutes. You just don't get to go deep, but you do get all the benefits, right? 60 seconds of jumping jacks, oh, you're, you're getting the blood and oxygen to the brain. 
60 seconds of meditation and quieting the mind, you're lowering your cortisol levels. You're feeling more centered, right? And that's true for all of the savers. It only takes 60 seconds to really read affirmations, et cetera, depending on how long they are. All right, number two, people who live in small spaces or share space don't want to wake up their spouse or children. How can they do it? That is a great question. I have a great answer. You may have seen this probably a year or so ago, two years ago. Uh, actually, I posted this multiple times. Whenever I share a room with a roommate at a like a business conference, so for example, me and my friend Brad Weimer, we or you know John Burr, we have friends. We go to we go to masterminds, business conferences together, and we usually share rooms so that we can a you know save a few bucks, but mostly it's just so we can we can hang out and we can share you know what we're learning and, and just talk right after the event. And uh, and so I wake up. I still when I travel, I do wake up at the same time, even though I don't do all the same. In fact, now that I'm saying this, I don't know why I said. Maybe there was a period when I didn't when I didn't do the savers during travel because as I'm thinking back, I'm like I always do them, so I renege on what I said earlier. But I go into the bathroom, so that's the answer. Do them on your bathroom floor. Now, if your bathroom floor is cold tile, go buy a rug for ten bucks at Walmart or Target or whatever. Right? Have a comfy rug or or fold up a towel, you know, and sit down and do your savers. But th- when I share a room. I have my alarm set, so unfortunately they have to deal with me. My alarm going off, but then I take, I grab it, I go into the bathroom of the hotel, I shut the door, turn on the light, and I do my miracle morning on the bathroom floor. So I don't know anyone that doesn't have a bathroom in their home. So I'd imagine that that would be an answer, Stephanie, to that question. Where if you have small space or a share space, do your miracle morning in the bathroom. Number three, does it have to all be done super early? Yes, we already. I mean, no, we already knocked that out. So we, that's great. We already. That's a question we already talked a lot about. Uh, number four: What is your current position on sleep, and how much do we need? Again, there are so many. Like I wrote in the book, there are so many different scientific takes on this, right? And there are also anecdotal evidence of people, great minds, that slept very little. Now we don't know if. They died early because they slept little. So right, we can't speak to that. Uh, and I don't know if I said that in the book, but you know, I talk about like Ben Franklin and, and Thomas Jefferson and Albert Einstein, people that were known for sleeping three or four hours a night. And there's something called polyphasic sleep, P-O-L-Y-P-H-A-S-I-C, where you sleep three to four hours a night and then you nap every three or four hours for like 10 or 15 minutes and it resets your bio. I, I, you know, I'm not well, I haven't read, read up on it in a long time, but here's the deal. I used to sleep five and a half to six hours a night before I got cancer. And then when I got cancer and I looked at all the reasons what could have caused my cancer, one of them was I, I thought, you know what? I didn't take enough time to rest and rejuvenate. And not just at night when I was sleeping, but during the day, if I was tired, I would usually turn to caffeine, right? And a lot of us do that because I, was, I valued productivity above my health, above rest and rejuvenation. I didn't know that. I wasn't aware of that. Think about that. Do you value productivity above health? If when you're tired, that's your body saying rest. If instead you take a stimulant like caffeine, you are literally valuing productivity or unless you're spending time with your kids during that time, then you're valuing that, I guess. So that, you know, that's, that's a, different, a different way to look at it. But you're valuing whatever above your health. And so um, for me, that's why I started sleeping seven hours a night. So now that's a rock solid commitment that I make is to sleep seven hours a night. And I do that probably 6.8 days out of the week, rarely do I get less than seven hours now? But again, my take on sleep, my position hasn't changed in that you have to find out what works for you, right? And, and you should do your own research. You should, your own G search. You should Google. You should, you know, you should read what research is out there. What does Harvard say? What is, because you see there are studies that show you need eight hours and there are studies that show that 
six hours is actually optimal and and, and all over the board, right? So I really believe... And, and, and by the way, okay, I'm glad I remember this because this is very important. If you, you... How much sleep you need is dependent on so many variables that you... You want to give me a hug? You want to come say hi to everybody? Everybody, this is my daughter, Sophie. Mwah. She is eight years old. She has some friends. And uh, she is going to co-author the Miracle Morning for Kids, right? Someday, yeah? Mm-hmm. When are we doing that? You can sit talking to the microphone. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? All right. <laughs> Soon. You want an ice chip? All right. Um, an ice chip. By the way, if you want some sugar-free candies, I saw these on Shark Tank. And they're really... You can have like one little piece and they're really fulfilling. Those are called ice chips. So I'm, they're not a sponsor or anything, but oh, that's a small one, sweetie. Let me give you a slide. Let me give you another. Here you go. Anyway, but they're really good and they're sugar-free. They use xylitol, which is a natural sweetener. You like them, sweetie? All right. That was my daughter, Sophie, everybody. She is awesome. All right. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, that, that's enough. You've, you've made your appearance, your cameo. All right, we'll play soon. I'll be off in half an hour. All right. Not off of this in half an hour. I'm off of this in a few minutes, but I'm off work in half an hour. So um, in case you thought, oh, we get half an hour more. No, I can't do that long. But here's the deal with sleep. Think about this, okay? How much sleep you need is dependent on, I mean, a lot of things. Genetics, on your weight, on your, really your overall I'd say if there's anything, it's, it's dependent on your physical fitness and your health, but largely it's dependent on your diet too. Everything re- revolves around diet. So if you eat a large meal at night, think about this. If you eat late at night and you eat a large meal, okay, or uh, any meal, forget a large meal, just if you eat a meal, what happens is then you go to sleep, your body is digesting food all night long. Your metabolism is slowed down because you're now sleeping. But think about that. If you eat at night, late at night, or even if forget late at night, if you eat fried food for dinner, that's in that's in your that's like a long time to digest. You're gonna sleep poorer than you would if you either didn't eat late at night or you ate something plant-based, healthy, easily digested that would go through your system real easy. So you need more, right? If you're eating unhealthy or late at night, you're gonna need more sleep because you're gonna wake up in the morning and it might not matter how much sleep you get, you could get 10 hours of sleep. 10 hours of sleep, but if you ate unhealthy food before bed, your body was digesting all night. It didn't get to rest. It did not get to rest. So you wake up feeling tired. But if you eat a really clean diet and you eat healthy foods and you don't eat late at night, right? And the last meal that you eat is is a healthy meal, then your body, you're going to get rest. You're going to feel good in the morning. I recently discovered a supplement I'm going to share with you guys. I don't know if I'm Am I allowed to do this? I don't know like rules and legalities and stuff. Can I recommend stuff? I think I can. It's a supplement called My Brain. It's on Amazon. And again, I'll give my disclaimer since I don't know what I'm allowed to say, but I don't endorse this supplement. I'm just going to tell you that I'm taking it and my experience, okay? I'm not endorsing it. I'm not recommending you take it. I'm going to tell you that I started taking it about a week ago and I've been waking up feeling more refreshed than ever before. Now, what's interesting is it's a supplement for headaches. So I bought it in case I ever got a headache. And it's a it seems to be a natural supplement. It's called My Brain on Amazon.com. But it has a couple of uh, magnesium, which is known to be you know something to help you sleep better. And then an herb called Feverfew. But I've been taking it every single night. I've been taking it for maybe seven to nine days. Every single night that I've taken it, which is every night for the last seven to nine days, I have woken up before my alarm clock and I've sprung out of bed. And I'll let you know, that's not my normal day thing. When the alarm goes off, it's still a struggle for me to be like, ah, oh, got to get up. All right, time for the miracle morning. But it still takes a lot of discipline because I still 
feel compelled to go back to bed. Not for the last seven to nine days since I've been taking this migraine supplement. So it's for headaches, but I just take two before bed. And I've been waking up feeling totally refreshed. I'm not telling you that'll work for you. I am not telling you that I'm not endorsing this product. I'm just telling you this is what I've been doing and it's working for me. And if you don't wake up feeling refreshed and you think that's something you might want to try, that's up to you. All right. I'm all being paranoid. Okay. Number five. Great question, Stephanie. Thank you. What all can count as exercise for people who are less mobile? Mm. Oh, wait till you see the Miracle Morning movie. Sean Stevenson, who is three feet tall, three feet something. He is in a wheelchair. You may have seen him if you haven't. Uh, I think he's going to speak at Best Year every day today. Fingers crossed. He told me it's tentative, but he probably is. He's one of the best speakers I have ever seen. If you haven't seen him, go to YouTube and search Sean, S-E-A-N. Stevenson with a PH ending in O-N, S-T-E-P-H-S-O-N. Sean Stevenson, he's three feet tall, three feet something, and a great guy. He does the exercise portion in the movie. He has every excuse in the world not to exercise. And he has created this gym that he has to crawl out of his wheelchair and get onto this platform. And it's like using bike pumps and like all these crazy things. But the bottom line is, no. he, he says, my body is a temple. I have to take care of it if it's going to serve me. And he finds a way. So everybody, you know, if you're less mobile, I, I really can't give a, a one-size-fits-all approach because everybody's different. Everyone, you know, I, I don't know what your issues are. The bottom line is find a way. If you go, well, I don't know where to start, Google it. How do you exercise if you are you know, in a wheelchair? How do you exercise if you write, figure it out, figure it out. There's always a way if you're committed to finding out what that way is. But Sean Stevenson's a living example of that. Um, number six, how does the accountability partner thing work? Please explain a good routine that works. Ooh, that could be a loaded question, but I can answer it as quick as I can here. The accountability partner thing, there's not one size fits all. The way that I do an accountability partner is usually, uh, I've done it with Miracle Morning in the past where me and uh, a friend will text each other at a specific time and we'll say, hey, I'm awake. Uh, and we, it's almost like a race to who texts each other first. We have our alarm set for the same time. We text each other, hey, I'm awake. Uh, and if you don't have tech, you know, you can email each other, whatever. And then there's just that you can do it. You do it your own way. Like, I'll just give you a couple ideas, but you could say, Hey, um, you know, I'm, I'll do all the savers today and then I'll let you know. So that's real simple accountability where you're just saying, Hey, I'm awake. I'm going to do all the savers. I'll text you when I'm done at 7 a.m. That's it. There's your accountability. Now you could get more specific, which is, Hey, today, here's the book I'm going to read or here's the exercise routine I'm going to do. Or it could even be asking, hey, will you, when you text me, will you make sure that I did blank? So, I mean, again, there's no one size fits all approach for anything, let alone accountability, but figure out what works for you. The point is to have someone who cares about you holding you accountable. Another way to do it without a partner is online. I used to do that. I, I do that a lot. Like when I wanted to run an, an ultra marathon, I needed accountability. So I simply made a public announcement every on all my social media, Facebook and everything said, hey, everyone. I'm giving you my word that I will train for the next six months and run 52 miles on blank date uh, for at the Atlantic City Marathon to raise money for the Front Row Foundation. I give you my word. And that, that was it. That's all I needed. Like I didn't even need them to check in on me because I gave my word and I know that somebody saw it. I don't know how many. I don't know if it was 10 people or 50. I mean, that, wasn't, that was before the Miracle Morning, I think, was even a book. So that's that. Yeah, it was. It was like 2009 or something that I did that. All right. And last but not least, how are the Miracle Morning books different from each other? You can see them up on the wall. Oop, up on the wall there, a bunch of them. Woo! How are they different from each other? They're very different. And I'll tell you, that was my biggest challenge. This is the last question I get to answer. That's the last question we have. So they're very different from each other 
And that was my biggest kind of concern when I had the idea for the series. It was actually my co-author, Ryan Snow. The series was his idea. He called me one day and he said, Hal, he said, since I started doing the Miracle Morning, my sales have increased you know, significantly, I doubled, I don't remember what it was. And he said, and I've given it out to all my team members and their sales have increased since they've been doing the Miracle Morning. He said, this really is needed for salespeople. It helps you sell more. He said, what do you think about doing a Miracle Morning for salespeople where you customize the affirmations for salespeople and you really customize the book? I said, I love that idea. Let's co-author it. Let's do it, right? And so it was very organic. It wasn't like a big, you know, I'm going to take over the world with a Miracle Morning book empire. Like none of that, you know, it was like, oh, cool idea. Let's do it. And then that led to the real estate book and that led to the next one. It was one book at a time. Well, it took a long time. In fact, it still is, I would say, a part of a process where for us to figure out, because this was my concern, how we had to figure out how do we make every single book stand out so that if you've read The Miracle Morning, it doesn't feel like just a copy of The Miracle Morning where you change the word to salespeople or whatever. How do we make it so different and new and valuable that people that are Miracle Morning fans that have read the book, they read each new book and they go, wow, this is incredible. I go, but how do we put enough of the original book in there if someone's never read the original and they go to the new book, they're wondering, you know, or, or they, they, like, they're not wondering how do we do Miracle Morning? How do I beat the alarm clock? How do I get out of bed, right? So that is a process that took a long, I mean, probably a year of really trying to figure it out. And I would buy other, I would buy different books that had series and I would study them and go, how are they doing it? And how can I improve on that? And the formula that we come up with and we're always improving. Every single book, we learn something we could have done better and we do it better in the next one. I mean, and the books just keep getting better and better and better. But essentially, the formula now for all of the books is the first three to four chapters sum up the entire original Miracle Morning book, but they're customized for salespeople or college students or writers or entrepreneurs, right? So you get, so if someone's never read the original book, they get the entire. Miracle Morning, how to wake up early, how, what the savers are, but customized for their unique who they are, right? As a realtor or whatever, um, or a writer or whatever. And if you've read the Miracle Morning, but you're like, oh, I'm a salesperson, I, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a college student, I'm going to read that book too. You are now getting a killer refresher of the original in those first few chapters, but it's customized for you. So you're like, wow, not only is this a great refresher of the whole first, well, the original book, but this is actually like, it's even better because I'm, I'm getting the refresher all over again, but I'm learning like a bunch of news, how I can apply it really. I never thought of applying silence in that way as a college student. I never thought of applying affirmations. You know, I, I, and we literally in every book, we usually put a list of affirmations for the type of person that's reading the book, salespeople or whatever. I keep seeing the salespeople books. So that's what's in my head. But, um, and then the next six chapters, are brand new, fresh content that has nothing to do with the Miracle Morning. It's how to improve in whatever area you're buying the book in. Now, there a few books are a different format. Like Most of them follow that format. But Art of Affirmation, this is an adult coloring book that Brianna Greenspan and I co-authored, right? And I know a lot of you love that. I always see pictures of you. You know, your kids are coloring the pages for adults and for kids. But it's simply, it's all of... Or not all... But it's all made up of my quotes and affir in the form of affirmations, and then you color them. So the idea is whether you're an adult or a child, you know, right? You're staring at that affirmation for 
maybe 30 minutes while you're coloring it, and then you can rip it out and hang it up on your wall. It's a larger book. It's larger than a normal Miracle Morning book. It's a bigger book so that, that you can, you know, you can color the pages. But that's the, going back, that's the essence of the series and what makes it so different is the first four chapters, three to four chapters are the original book customized for the niche that the book is designed for. The rest of the book is brand new, fresh content, not by me. I, I usually write, you know, I contribute to it, but primarily my job in the series is to find co-authors that are experts in the niche that we're going into. So like, this is a good one. Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs. That's Cameron Harold. Cameron Harold is the former COO of 1-800-GOT-JUNK. His nickname is the $100 million man because when they brought him in, the company he helped grow them, he was like the guy that grew them to a $100 million company. I can't remember what they were at before. But he, you know, he, he multiplied their revenue many times over. So Cameron is, he's an expert in this, in the, as an entrepreneur. So we brought him in, wrote the book. And, and what I am grateful to say is the last thing I'll say about the book series. As an author, you always are afraid. You have fears. You have insecurities, right? Around like, is this book going to be good? What if nobody likes it? That's what I thought of the for Miracle Morning. Like, who's going to read this? Who am I to tell people to wake up early or, you know, what? So you're always afraid. And the Miracle Morning book series. The books across the board, every single book in the series, if you take all of the reviews, they're, they're even better than the original book. It's, the series is 4.8 out of 5 stars. And the original book's like 4.6 out of 5 stars. So it's like I've been... My, my big fears of like, oh, I don't want these, these series titles to feel like they're, they're not original. Like The formula we figured out, it works. Uh, and the reviews are a great reflection of that. People love the books in the series. So if you haven't read any of the books in the series, or but you've read the original, I encourage you to, you know, well, first of all, read the original again. I said earlier, repetition is important. But yeah, but if you go to Amazon and type in Miracle Morning, you'll see the whole list of the entire catalog of Miracle Morning books. All right. So uh, we're a little over time. That's what all I've got for you today. This has been fun. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, say some cool, positive enjoyment uh, comments in the, in the box. I'm going to go play with my daughter. Uh, Miracle Morning community, from the bottom of my heart and the depths of my soul, I love you. I never knew I could love a, a community in the way that I love you, but it's, it's, I love you. I love you guys and gals. This is, uh, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, we are truly elevating the consciousness of humanity one morning at a time. And I can't do it by myself and I could not do it without you. So thank you for being a member of the community. I love you and I will see you on the next one. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 